How's it going, everyone? This is Jason Navarro. You're listening to Tongues Out Podcast, and let's jump into today's subject. <laughs> Sorry, I was looking at my monitor, uh, and that's like what I'm using to record uh, the the live podcast. Uh, I don't know why I was doing that, but uh, anyways, so uh, <laughs> what I wanted to talk about today was actually my uh, the thing I wanted to talk about yesterday. Um. I think, you know, it's, it's definitely yesterday's podcast was well-deserved. Um, it was, it was definitely, uh, a, my day was going pretty, pretty, uh, normal until like that bad news happened. Uh, again, Chadwick Boseman, uh, passing away was, is definitely impactful. I spent the day today actually watching a lot of his movies, um, with my daughter and, um, what a phenomenal range on that actor, uh, watching a lot of, uh, reading a lot of tweets about him today and, and uh, just like the people that respected him and respected what he did. Um, what always remind us is just like how shitty cancer is. And I just, you know, I'll, I'll have to spend more time talking about that and uh, maybe some of the science and some of the, the stuff, the current technology that we're doing to try to stop this disease. Um, it's one of the things that I'm afraid of. You know, they say, once you go past the age of 50, the likelihood of you becoming uh, or having cancer increases double fold almost for every five years after that. And that's a scary idea. They say by the time you're 70, it's almost like a one in seven chance that you're going to be having some form of cancer. By the time you're you know, in mid 70s, you're like a one in five, which is just a scary idea. But even like, you know, at my age, I mean he was only 13 years older than me and, and he passed from that. And I've known people that are, are my age. So 10 years older than me, but I've known people my age that have had cancer. I've known people younger than me. I, I went to school with someone that has uh, melanoma um, that luckily wasn't like a, a, a really evasive uh, form of cancer and it wasn't a, a high stage melanoma, but he was, 18 we went to high school together it was it's crazy to hear that someone even that young could get it but i mean i've heard stories of people even younger than that it's just so scary to be honest um and luckily advancements in science have actually made the survivability rate at least after diagnosis a lot higher which is good uh it just sucks though to, to see that there's still people that pass away young uh from it and especially when it's such a late stage. And so that's why it's super important to get tested. Um, I actually found out recently that one of my, um, uh, one of my old managers uh, when I was working at AT&T actually had colon cancer because he talked about it on Facebook today. And uh, I did not know that. And he had it at a pretty young age. I think, he, I think uh, Eric, I'm sorry. I think you said you had it at 35, maybe older. Um, but that's that's scary, you know. They say for men, you don't really start getting colon test like um, getting t uh, your you know your your test for uh, colonoscopies until like you start hitting uh, forty. But I mean, it's something I'm gonna have to start talking to my doctor about. You know, maybe something to start to do at thirty five. Um, uh, COVID nineteen's made it very difficult for me to to go get checkups. Luckily, I did a checkup right before the pandemic actually hit. But I'm due for another one soon, and and it's something that as I get older, I have to start managing. Um, and today's podcast is kind of talking about that, I guess, um, because I, I wanted to talk about blue light. That was yesterday's podcast. What I, I did want to talk about before 
um, you know, hearing of Chadwick's passing, but, um, you know, as I get older, it's, 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 it's unfortunate that, you know, this is the world that we live in as you age, you know, you start to feel those impacts. And so they, they definitely say that your, your, your prime years are like your twenties. It's like when you're, you've passed puberty, you've matured as a body type, your brain, your body and your brain has stopped developing by like your early twenties. And then you kind of just write that out for like a good eight years. And then at, like, once you get to 30, that's like when your body starts to degrade, <laughs> not like super fast, obviously it's, you know, 30 is still very young or people would consider that young for all those youngsters that are listening to this. But, um, you know, as, as you progress further, you, you definitely start to show signs. Like I, I definitely get like my skin gets dry very easily. I mean, I do live in the middle of the desert and I have been washing my hands a lot because of COVID, but, um, you know, I, I feel like there's just certain things that I, I'm starting to feel a little bit more like my, like my body per se. And I'm not an active person and it probably would help rectify some of those things. And I've been trying to be better about that recently after that podcast I did. Um, and so because of that, I've become more health conscious and, uh, you know, what accelerated that or, or exemplified that as well as my daughter. And so I've talked about this before, like my goal now is to try to, you know, outlive her or try to live as long as I can. And so to do that requires a lot of forward thinking about nutrition, about the stuff that I consume, the things I did before. I was really reckless with my body. I'm not going to lie. I've done a lot of silly things uh, in my past, drank a ton of alcohol, you know, um, a lot from the moment I turned 21 to literally right before I had my daughter. Oh no, it was actually a lot. I actually barely drank before I had my daughter. I would say like maybe from 21 to 30 was a pretty bad year for like bad years for my liver. Uh, I'm surprised I didn't. And who knows, maybe I did do some long-term damage, but it was really bad. I've entertained doing uh, drugs, which we'll talk about eventually. Nothing hardcore, nothing like uh, that requires a needle, but I've done some crazy things, you know, throughout my life. Um, just be out of more of a curiosity perspective. And I, luckily I've, I've never had an addictive personality. So I've never been the type of person that kind of buys um, these things. But again, those things, even trying them once probably is detrimental to your body. And then again, you know, being a non-active and not really having an active lifestyle just adds and compounds onto all of that. So knowing that history that I have, you know, it, it makes me even more conscious of like, you know, I need to start doing something now. Or like I started to think about that when I was like right when I hit 30. It's like I need to start thinking about this and taking it a little bit more serious. And so that's why like becoming a vegan was very um, was easy for me to jump on. I did it out of just like the fact that I was just drinking so much alcohol when I was doing that. And uh, it's almost been like four or five years now since I've been a vegan. I, I've lost track of how many years it's been, but it was definitely before I, I no, 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 that's a lie. It was, it's been three years. It's been three years um, because I, on my 30th, I definitely do remember eating meat still. But right after I turned 30, that's like when I became vegan. Um, so it's been three years. And um, I started to just like um, look into more like longevity stuff and, and following nutritional aspects. I lean on my mom a lot because she uh, she loves skincare. And my mom looks super young for her age. Like, 
I'm not going to, you know, talk in detail, but my mom's in her 50s, you know, mid 50s. And a lot of people comment how she looks literally, you know, still like her late 30s. Uh, She takes really great care of herself. And uh, she's a hard worker. She's out in the sun a lot, too, which, you know, sun can cause a lot of damage to your skin. So um, being in Florida, she's always out and always active. And and so sun damage is, is pretty bad for your skin. And so she definitely knows what it takes to like really take care and protect herself from from the sun and wearing like a lot of sunscreen. And, and so I've been leaning on her recently. And actually, one of the uh, funny things she was telling me was about blue light and how blue light is because we were talking about wearing uh, like I get dry eye easily now too. like sometimes if I focus on on a screen. So for the last like few months, I've actually turned on if you don't notice blue lights like. And I'll, I'm going to talk more in detail about this actually in a second, but blue light exists as an artificial light from a lot of uh, electronic devices, your laptop, cell phones, TVs. Um, you get a lot of blue light from that LED lights. Uh, so if you have a lot of LED lights, they have a lot of blue light spectrum uh, from them. It's actually what cr- makes them so bright with consuming less power. It's because they focus a lot of their energy towards the blue light spectrum. So that's why they have that brightness to them. Um LED anything technically has a lot of blue light. And then blue light exists anyways. It's just like going outside and being outside from the normal, like from the sun has a lot of blue light. And so, you know, that stuff is like really damaging. And I've known for a while that like um, blue light from electronic devices really causes like dry eyes. It really strains your eyes and it like makes you uh, become more tired. It's really bad for your circadian rhythm as well. So like your internal clock in your body. So it really can affect your sleep cycles and everything of that nature. So for about like six months or so, I've had like the blue light filter on my cell phone, <clears throat> excuse me, on my cell phone. And um, I just recently started to do it on my 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 computers and stuff. So like my, com- when you turn the blue light filter on, you'll know because it's, it starts to look like a tannish color on your screen. You'll be very surprised at how much like blue light really the, it affects the intensity of light and how bright things are. And, um, but something I didn't know that my mom was bringing up that I was like, uh, I don't know about that mom is it's effect on your skin and actually causing like, um, degenerative, um, effects on your actual skin, like wrinkles and, and, um, oxidative issues and creating free radicals in your skin. And I was like, no, that's, 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 that's nonsense. She was like, no, seriously, like it does. And like, you know, no fault to my mom, but my mom sometimes really believes, a lot of stuff that she hears online and I try to motivate her to do a little bit more research on things. So when I had her on the phone and we were talking about this, I, I as the son, this type of son, I uh, tend to try to be corrective and try to tell my mom like, Hey, you should take pause on, on certain information that you hear from friends or online and really do a little bit further research because that's what I do when I, when I hear certain things, including well, like I'm not a person that believes things the, the moment someone tells me something I'll like I'll tell you like oh cool that's interesting I didn't know that um unless you're like a, a, an expert and I know and I and, and people recognize you as an expert in this field I try to just kind of respect you by telling you that like oh I I you know that's interesting but when I come home if it's something that definitely is you know moving of an idea I try to just spend time doing research on it and then if I meet you again I'll try to like bring that up in conversation again and, and see what your thoughts are on the information I found out. Uh, because sometimes people just have this internalized bias and they just, 
Um, they won't go and research the facts. But um, so when my mom was telling me this on the phone yesterday, I I put her on speaker and I was on my phone. I started to like do research, and lo and behold, there there's. Uh, I found so like the first five websites were like websites I didn't respect. So I typed in Google. I was like, uh, "Does blue light uh, cause uh, skin damage?" I think that's what I typed in. And like the first five websites were like clearly biased websites. They were clearly like they have dermatologists or not dermatology perspectives. They weren't even that. It was like a, it seemed like opinionated websites. So I skipped that, skipped that, skipped that, and I I was like. Feeling a little bit more confident, I was like, yeah, "Look at this! Like my mom's definitely wrong." And then, like after the fifth result, right there on the sixth one was um, something that came from um, the NIH, which I forget the national, the national NIH. What is NIH? The National Institute of Health um, here in in uh, so the NIH.gov, and so there they do a lot of peer review documentations, and they have a lot of uh, researchers. That research a lot of different things health related and um it's not concrete and again in, in the paper as well it didn't say that this is factually um for sure but there is evidence that links bl- that links blue light to possible oxid uh oxidative um radicals like uh or free radicals and accelerates like aging in skin and they've seen some correlation between uh, blue light intensity and that, especially as you get older. And so uh, I couldn't believe it when I saw that. I was like, what? Really? That's crazy. So now that's what motivated me to go ahead and turn on the blue light filter on all of my electronic devices now because, um, you know, I don't, it's hard to tell, but like if I got really close, I could start to see like, um, like I have like blackness under my eyes that I'm like, uh, I'm going to order some like skincare stuff. I recently registered to a dermatologist on YouTube. I found a really good one with, uh, that was highly regarded. Dr. Um, Dr. Gray. Is that her name? I, I'm going to, yeah, I think it's Dr. Gray, G R A Y and uh great YouTube videos. She, um, she's a dermatologist that helps people just learn to just, you know, take better care of their skin. And, um, so I, uh, I bought some stuff and I'm going to see if it works. And um, I bought some moisturizing as well because I, I just, I really hate dry skin. It is so annoying. It's like one of the most annoying things. I, I hate the abrasiveness. When I was younger, I used to love, people used to tell me like I had girly hands, which didn't really bother me that much because I, I never was like a workout person. I didn't have like callus on my hands or anything. So I always had like smooth hands and I actually enjoyed that quality of mine. Um, but like, I never really used lotion. It was just like, that was my body. I never really rubbed lotion. I never had to. And then, you know, I lived in Vegas for a bit and never really had issues with it. And then I don't, I, you know, this is the thing though. Memory is really bad. Memory doesn't serve you right. Sometimes I cannot tell you if this started before COVID or not before, like washing your hands a lot. And so I do wash my hands a lot. It's just some, I'm like a clean freak. Now I've become something like that especially just out of this fear. Like when I handle like packages that come all the time, I wash my hands extensively. Um, I've always bathed pretty, you know, thoroughly as well. And, um, you know, watching Dr. Gray and just talking about like better skincare. And I know as you get older, your skin does get drier. Um, it's just one of those things you lose your elast- elasticity to your skin as well. It starts to, um, 
droop a little bit. You start to get wrinkles. And I, I'm noticing like a little bits of wrinkles. And I don't mind aging. Like I don't mind aging so much. Like I don't, I'm not ever going to be that person that's going to do Botox, for instance. No. But like if I could take better care of myself, you know, that's something, you know, I definitely would do. But I'm not going to like, I, I, I don't understand people that, even like young people that are like my age or even younger that go and get, I'm sorry to listeners that are listening to this that do this, but I'm not really sorry as well. I don't understand it. Don't, uh, if you know what Botox is, it's, it's literally a toxin. It like literally could kill you, but they give you such a micro micro dose of it to cause the, the lifting and, and your, in your skin to give you that youthful look. But I feel like some people just overdo it. And then it's even worse now with like cell phones and like, uh, by the way, on a on a side note, I returned that Samsung phone. I sent it out today, actually. Dropped it off at FedEx. Um, what a nice staff, by the way, at that FedEx store that I went to today. They were, like, super nice. But anyways, um, I noticed that on that Samsung phone, it, like, over-beautified, like, everything. It, like, smoothed out my skin. I just didn't like it. And I could see why people use it a lot because, I mean, like, I looked at the like my current face and I went like to extreme smoothness and it made me look like I was super young, but it was like, oh my God, I could definitely see why people like are starting to turn that on and they start to see themselves like that. And then you see yourself so often like that, it's going to make you want to feel this pressure to change your, your physical features. And it's like, no one really cares. I, I mean, honestly, I don't like, unless you're like specifically a model and that's like your job, I guess maybe. But even then, everyone knows that they post they they post edit the work anyways. They take photos of you and your poses and your body type, and they literally could do millions of different type of edit work after the fact. It's like I don't understand this idea that you have to like change your body features. It's like it, oh, every time I see people that do it, it always comes out making them look worse. I don't know. That's just my perspective. People clearly obviously have a lot of issues that they're trying to cope with with themselves. But I, I can definitely say that for a majority of people, they once they get into it, they they obviously don't enjoy the work because they do it more and more and more. And then eventually they, they become someone that they never were before. That's why you see like these celebrities that do it. And it's just like it's so rough and because um, the image is so important to them. And, and ultimately, it's like, why are you trying to impress so many people like that shouldn't be this like leans on that podcast I did where like your your happiness is a derivative of other people. It's not healthy. Um, your happiness should come from like what you do for yourself and like what you can contribute to society. But like your looks is not something that like you were born with those things. Like appreciate who you are as a person. I don't think, especially nowadays in society as well, as we start to become more and more like um open to equality and accepting people for who they are and what they believe in and, and who they want to have sexual relations with the idea that you have to manipulate what you look like. I mean, yeah, I guess again, like if you, if your profession is like uh, being a model, but your cell phones, like I said, do that for you. And how many people are going to meet you in person? If you're like an Instagram model, like no one's really going to meet you in person. And if they do, that's what post op Photoshop is for. So this whole idea of just having to change your body to fit the fi- pictures it just doesn't make sense to me. But 
I know it's more than that for some people. I know, again, it's like self-conscious things. They got bullied when they were younger. You know, um, they don't like their body type. But, I mean, everyone has something to critique about themselves. Like, mine is hair. And I almost I almost um, did hair therapy. and like, um, But I, I didn't ultimately do it because I don't want to do something where it requires you to continuously have to go see doctors as you get older. You lose more hair, so you have to go and get more hair follicles put in. And, like, my hair is, like, one of my, my biggest things. Like, I have a, a huge receding hairline. I only have a hat on right now. It's not nothing to do with just, like, that. It's just, like, I have, like having a mohawk requires me to spend time, and I only do that, like, if I have to work or something like that. During this pandemic, it's been a blessing that I don't have to do my hair every single day. I can just throw on a hat. But if I don't throw on a hat, like, my hair is all over the place. It's so wonky. I have curly hair naturally. So I have to use like good enough product to kind of keep my hair the way it is. But even then, though, like I have receding hairline and I have like my hair is definitely a lot lighter. It's not as thick as it used to be, but I'm comfortable with it. Like if I'd spend time doing it, as long as it's not super long, like I'm fully okay with it. I do take like a a prescription drug to kind of keep the hair from like losing more of it. Um, I take finasteride. Um, That's actually the only prescription I take. Um but ultimately, like, let's say if my hair was just like I was losing it completely, I as much as I would hate it, I would just go ahead and just accept being bald. I don't know what I would look like bald. A lot of people I talk to that I respect that just, you know, they make it a decision and they just go full bald. I, I, I love seeing people like that. And uh, my stepfather's bald out of choice. And a lot of people that I know are like look great bald. I just I personally for me, I just don't feel like I would look good. Um, but everyone always feels that way. And then when they do it, they end up looking great. Um, so who knows, maybe eventually in like 10, 15 years, it'll be a thing. But, um, the only other thing was I did LASIK, but that was more just because of the fact that I was going through glasses a lot because I was super reckless when I was younger. (laughs) It was becoming very costly as well. And I was, I landed a really good deal on LASIK and LASIK's not like something that fixes your face or it's more just like a corrective thing that affects your life. Like, Without glasses, I was blind pretty much. I was nearsighted. But now I have 2015 vision, so it, it improved my vision. But, like, that had nothing to do with, like, physical looks. So, like, the physical look thing, I just I, – I'm never going to do something. I, I don't um, – unless the technology is there. Like, unless, like, they have, like, stem cell research and, like, there's things that they can do now where it doesn't require putting something outside of what your body can produce, then – maybe then that would be the exception. Like if it makes you look younger without adding like any kind of like stuff on you, then sure, I guess. But I think we're still far away from that, at least like 10, 15 years, you know, when I'm actually probably going to care. But right now I just want to like moisturize my skin. But uh, the podcast was more just geared towards like the the younger you are and more conscious you are about your health, the better. And I think being younger now is actually great because society is becoming more health conscious. Less sodas, less sugar. Everyone accepts that sugar is like super bad for you. Alcohol is starting to become like a, a negative thing. Like a lot of people are, are like, oh my, I think Budweiser is serving like a non-alcoholic Budweiser now. There's a lot of like non-alcoholic beers now. Um which I think is like super cool. There's bars now that are serving like cocktails that are non-alcoholic. So I love the idea that society is becoming more health conscious. That that makes it so much easier for me when I make this decision for myself. And uh, my recommendation to people um, 
that are younger than me that are in their 20s jump on it now because like they do say that the the younger you are the more exponent like the more exponential the impact is on your life like me being 30 and making the decision to be more health conscious is probably going to add like let's say hypothetically another 5 years at the end of my lifespan for someone in their 20s that's like another 10 15 or even 20 years that they're adding to their lifespan because they're doing it earlier and the earlier you do these things the better it is for you so i might big recommendation to you is like if you're in your 20s hear me out like i was in your shoes trust me i was super reckless with my body i've done a lot of stupid things and eventually listening through this podcast you'll hear it all i'm gonna be an open book about me i've done a lot of stupid things a lot of stupid things um and one of those things i'll tell you is that it's definitely it was fun i'm not gonna lie it was definitely fun i've never really had a lot of uh, many bad experiences in those stupid moments but at the same time reflecting on it would i have done it as many times as i did or for as many days in my life that i had done it the answer would have been no for sure no like would i occasionally do it back then yeah for sure i I would i would do that but the idea of doing it the way i was doing it like if you're someone that parties every single day don't do that it's not really healthy for you if you're someone that does like hardcore drugs all the time don't do it it's not a healthy marijuana every single day not good for you either uh, don't listen to anyone otherwise like it just, it's just not super healthy for you like if you do it occasionally though that's fine in moderation i think it's like the most important thing and um but there are certain things though you have to accept that are bad and if you do them they're probably not going to be good for you like alcohol is just super bad for you i'm glad that i haven't drank it's i'm coming up on a year almost of not drinking that is insane that's going to be the longest time i've ever gone not drinking and if i could do it for a year I mean, I could do it forever, technically. And I have, I mean, there's some times where I, I like, I have some beers in my fridge. And like from when I had my baby shower <laughs> a, a long time ago, and I don't even know if beer is still good. Like someone tell me if beer is still good after a year, but I wanted to like pop a beer and, and, and take a sip. But I was, I'm like, nah, I'm good. I don't know. Like, I'm, why, why, why start that habit? And same thing with like marijuana. I haven't done, I stopped marijuana about the same time period as well. And um, it's coming up on almost a year as well on that. And it'll be a year in December, actually. I stopped right before my daughter was born. And um, honestly, like I do want to do that, but I'm not going to do it in the same frequency that I was doing it before, like every single day. Um, Psychedelics, as much as I love them. I, I cannot do a psychedelic and be a good parent. Like I would do it maybe if my daughter was sleeping. Um, I would definitely recommend to you that if you're not in good health, if you're super young, don't do those things. Um, it's definitely just, you have to understand that the, the, the yourself and if you are fully developed as a person and you're, you're here as a person, not depressed in any way, Hey, psychedelics are, are a thumbs up for me. I think I'm hoping that they become the next legalized thing after marijuana because they are so fun. They really are. But, um, and they're not detrimental to your health as well. If you do it in moderation and you do just the right amount and you don't do it every single day because mentally it's probably not good for you if you do it every single day, but to have these like awesome experiences, and I'll talk about that eventually, uh, in another podcast, but, uh, I don't want to make this podcast about doing that stuff. Um, but honestly, just take care of yourself is where I'm, where I'm getting at and, and, and do a little bit of research. Try to spend like an hour a week 
learning a little bit more about like how to take care of yourself, some good diets, some good uh, skincare that you could do, some good natural things you could do for your skin, especially if you live out here in Las Vegas, it's super dry. And I know a lot of people are, are do that already because I, I don't know how some of you look so great um, or have like such smooth skin in this heat and being older than me. It has to be because you guys have already landed on this moisturizing stuff before me. Um, but so definitely look into that and, and care for yourself, but don't alter who you are as a person. Like, I mean, if, if that's your choice, ultimately it's your choice. Like you're an adult, you do whatever you want to yourself, but just understand that people just don't, don't qualify you as a person based off your looks. Trust me. I know I'm not the best looking guy out there. Um, not fit at all. (laughs) I'm five foot five. Not like uh, like super skinny or 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 super fit. Like I have a little tummy, and um, for for a while I would sometimes think about that when I was younger and think that that really affected it. Done. It didn't do anything. Like honestly, I would take my shirt off and and have a blast and realize that no one really cared. No one ever commented. No one ever said like, "Hey, you need to lose some weight," or "Hey, like you're not super fit." I mean, sometimes people would be like, "Hey." you know, come to gym with me, but they wouldn't like demean me in any way. Um, so it's, it's how you uphold yourself. Ultimately, it's how comfortable you are with yourself. And I think everyone deserves to be comfortable with who they are. You know, that's just the way you were born. It's just accept it, um, cherish it. And, and the more you do that, the more people can see how comfortable you are. It's, it's how comfortable you are as a person is more important than your looks. A hundred percent. And I think any, any good looking or ugly person that excels in life will tell you that it has nothing to do with your physical looks. It's just how comfortable you are with who you are as a person. It's what's more important. So, um, but that doesn't mean that you can't be health conscious. You have to be health conscious. Look, longevity of life is different than your physical appearance. If you can, and if one benefits the other, then that's cool. That's a byproduct of it. But Definitely, you sh- everyone should focus on trying to live as long as they can and extending their life. And so that comes from diet, exercise, and 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 taking good care of yourself. So definitely recommend that. Outside of that, though, thank you guys so much for tuning into this podcast. This is my second one that I'm doing, talking into a camera. By the way, uh, anyone that's interested in wondering uh, the quality, for instance, for the live, my camera can record in 4K. It's got some pretty amazing capabilities. Like, for instance, um, let's take my... Uh, like Deadpool figurine, for instance, and 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 the recording, it's not gonna look great on my camera. It looks phenomenal, but on my recording, it's not because the resolution I'm using on USB, it records in like a weird resolution. It's like 10, 1054 by seven sixty eight, which is like barely seven twenty p quality. So if you're on even just a ten eighty p monitor, it's gonna come out all right. Like four K, it's gonna look pretty bad. You're gonna start to see pixelation. And and just know that I'm eventually going to work towards that. I've already spent a lot of money towards this podcast, a ton of money. And so I'm going to allow the channel to kind of build up. And I think the context is more important than than the way you view it. Obviously, eventually, I do want it to to look as good as my camera records. But just to just show you, like, this camera is pretty insane. The autofocus is pretty phenomenal. Like, if I bring my Deadpool in, that's, like, super great autofocus. That is insane, like, how quickly it does that. But on my camera... It looks awesome, but on on the recording, it doesn't. And I'm, I apologize to people for that. To get it to record in 4K, like the, what this camera's capable of doing, I need to get a, a, um, a video capture device 
to connect to my computer and then uh, do it that way. But that's uh, it's going to cost another like 250 bucks. Can I pay for that? I can, but I like I said, I've spent like the camera was like 900 bucks. The like the whole everything here is not cheap. I'll just put it that way. And so I need to to pace myself. There's like I've been trying to like make this podcast the way I want it to be like immediately and my focus now should be trying to develop a following and start to focus on like marketing myself and marketing material. So, uh to those that that brought that up, it's not the camera, it's not it's not my recording. It's just the means of how I connected my camera to my PC via USB with the software I'm using at the moment. That's the best capability I can get with this camera. To get better, I'm going to have to get a, a capture device. And I can't afford it, but again, it's just not smart for me to keep blowing money that way without following, getting a following. But um, outside of that, thank you guys so much for even being patient with this and, and everything, just the structure of everything and just the changes with the podcast and everything of that nature. I love you guys. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to me. And I can't wait to catch you guys tomorrow for my first live stream podcast, by the way. So that is um, going to be around 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. I don't have a set time yet because I don't have my first live session with my my uh, my first uh, commitment, which is my RPG thing that I'm doing with my friends, my role-playing game. Um, so that starts at noon. When that ends, I'm going to go straight into doing the live podcast. I'm assuming our RPG session is not going to last more than two hours, but I'm going to give myself like a lunch break. So we'll say 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time is when I'll um, be doing a live stream. I don't know how long I'm going to be doing it for. It's all dependent on how many people come in and, and start to chit-chat with me. But definitely looking forward to it. And uh, until then, thank you guys so much for listening. And I'll catch you guys all manana. Peace.